Hi guys, welcome back to the Lit Wildflowers podcast. I'm Wendy Wu. And I'm Tony Rose. We have Carrie here with us, everyone. <laughs> um, book for Romance on Instagram. If you are not following her, please follow her. We'll put her um, link in our bio. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Good. How are you guys? <laughs> so good. We're good. We, we just went on a Bridgerton theory offline so um different podcast well <laughs> we will um talk more maybe we'll bring you on for a bridgerton um recap but um tony the last that we discussed you said i hope that it's not about resand and i wonder <laughs> um what court this will be about um how, how are you feeling right now about uh, what after you read <laughs> um well like I said last week, the universe was putting me and the night court together. So I was very, very happy. And oh, yeah. I have so, like, um, I, I was even confused myself, like, how much I was going to like this book. Um, and then yeah. the second part happens a little bit, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is so good. Yeah. Yes. So no, I, I love that. I'm like thinking universe had no idea what the hell was happening with him with the night court um but you chose the best court for me yeah (laughs) no it was i when i messaged carrie i was like i I, we would love if you're on the show p.s tony said she hopes it's not about (laughs) resand because i wanted the suspense to kind of build for me um because I'm like, there's still like, they could always go Lucian's way or just some random thing. But I'm so happy. How did you feel, um, Carrie, when you first read the book and it kind of gave you not Tamlin? <laughs> you know what? It really did throw you. Like, honestly, because he is like the ultimate anti-hero. So like, um, yeah, it just was a one where it was like, I didn't see it coming, but I wasn't mad about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. very happy. Or what do they call it? Is it called the anti-hero or what is it called? Like the yeah, anti-villain the or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was I was pretty thrilled about it, but I did feel kind of like with the way Tamlin was, his character was going, even like with the way she was always getting sick and he didn't even really care. I was just like, Mm, yeah I was not a fan after this one for him it's it's funny because when you first read it you're like oh Tamlin's so overprotective and she needs it and it's great and he's you know all this and then and then after you read the second and third and then the novella and then you go back and you read and you just see all these red flags. You just see it completely different right and and it's it's kind of crazy but I still I, I just remember after reading A Court of Thorns Roses, I was just like, I was like, oh my God. I, I was living in it for a long time too. I was like, Tony, you have to read it. It's Beauty and the Beast. Like you have to go and like you ha- like drop everything. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm, I'm reading another fantasy series right now. And I was just like, okay. And then, and then she's like, but isn't it like 24 hours? I was like, no, this one's like fast. And then she, and then she never like got around to it, but like, um, and, and it worked out to where we can, have it where she's reading it kind of like blindly now yeah. but yeah I, and then I was like and even in the last episode I was just like have you read the next book she's like no I want to live in this one I love it I was like ooh <laughs> 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 and I think that's like Sarah J Moss's like 
MO though. So I yes. think from what I've seen from the couple things that I've read, she's, she's a, um, let you think one thing and then the hero becomes a hero later on, not, not in book one. So, um, and that's where I'm at. Like I, I told Carrie, Tony, I was like, I read, <laughs> um, Donut Glass and I was just like, I, I I messaged her. I was like, "Do we like the prince?" I don't want to be too spoilery, but I was like, "Do we like the prince?" And then she was like, "I don't know. Do you?" <laughs> yeah, because I feel like Sarah with her first like person, they may be safe, but they may not be safe. Especially like Crescent City is happening. Is yeah. the first person safe? You never know. So like yeah. Sarah twists and turns all the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sarah McLean was saying that like, you can only do that in fantasy. If you did that in like historical romance, they would riot, you know, like. (laughs) 100%. But yeah, I, I, by the end of Throne of Glass, I was like, oh, you don't know. And then like, I like, I was like, okay, I guess. And I was like, I'm not ready. I haven't moved on yet. The one thing about um, her Throne of Glass series she does really well is all the coupling. I really did like yeah. that. Yeah. So someone was saying that, like, remember it is fantasy, so it is Faded Mates, and, you know, um, and when it does happen for each person, it you'll understand it. And I was right. just like, but do I? I think I'm. It, it was just too close to Shadow and Bone, and I'm still pissed about the Darkling. So, like, you know, it's just. Bro, <laughs> we're all mad about that. Everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally just had this conversation yesterday. Someone was like, "Did you watch um, season two of Shadow and Bone?" And I was like, "I'm going to watch it eventually because I want to. I want movies to continue to be made from books, you know. But like, I'm still just really pissed that you made a dark." person and a person who is light and you didn't put them together like right how how why i don't understand <laughs> i don't biggest understand. missed opportunity ever yeah and then and then i was like why like how could she do that and then like she, they were like yeah well they they did and then and then i was like but and out of all the people now ill <laughs> yeah I completely agree. Like, I think she knows she missed that opportunity too. But once the ending's written, it's written. But she, I know she looks back on that and regrets not doing it the other way. How perfect is it that her light heals the darkling, you know? Yeah, Uh, exactly. Gosh, but it's all right, I guess. And then I I remember, I and I called Tony, like, immediately. I, because <laughs> me and my best friend, like, she doesn't read a lot. So when she was like, I'm reading Shadow and Bone, I was like, oh, my God, this is my opportunity to be reading the same time with my best friends. So I, I immediately purchased it and started reading it. And I, like, stopped. And when, when Mal came back into the picture and I called Tony, she's so upset. I was so yeah. mad. I was so pissed. And then, and then she, uh, yeah, it was just. Uh, I would have taken had- anybody over Mel though. I was ready to take Nikolai. I'm like, no, anybody. For sure. For sure. And like, and my best friend who watched the series first then read it. And I was like, no, no, no. You are looking at it from an aspect of the show going into the book. If you read the book, Mal was a turd. He was yeah. like, 
he 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 let her go because he was horrified of her powers. He didn't run after the carriage like the book did, like you know. I mean, right. like the show did. Right. You know, and I was like, I was like, and they knew they knew people were going to have conflicts with that. That's why they made him way more protective. And uh, the other thing too was like he was hooking up with other girls and all right. that stuff, like you know. And I was just like, no, like they made him so much better in the show than they did in the book. So yeah, right. this is why there's a whole thing about it. But yeah, my best friend's like, no, Mel so sweet. The boy, the guy that you grew up with, I was like, barf. Friends and lovers <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, she would, and she would have been the first, like one of the pioneers for the genre of the heroine going to the villain. You know what I mean? Cause that's a big thing now. She would have, but now, I, yeah, like you said, maybe she kind of just regrets it today, but right. uh, I was like, how, how do you have night and light and don't put them together? Right. <laughs> but we are not talking about that. We are talking about <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's favorite, the second book in the series, A Court of Mist and Fury. So the end of the last book, we are headed back to the spring court and we are seeing that Feyre is having lots of nightmares. She already during that time was just very sad at the end of the book because like the guilt that she had, like what she had to sacrifice for this love. And and at that time she was like, it was worth it. She did it. She saved her people. She saved Prithian. She saved everything. And she's like, so what if it was just, you know, a little bit of her soul died <laughs> and she basically we know that if that third person that she had to kill was not tamlin she would have done it to herself so we all knew that we were all there and so we are now now back in the spring court and um <clears throat> it's been three months she's having vicious crazy nightmares and Tamlin just sleeps through them while she vomits her guts out. And right. um, whether he's choosing not to get involved or he's actually sleeping, who knows? Um, and it is approaching their wedding and she hates it. She hates all the planning. She hates that, you know, they're, they're, they're not letting her do anything. And at first it was fine because because of how much you had went through. She needed sleep. She needed nourishment. She needed a lot. And so she was okay with it. And then um, Tamlin brings in Ianthe, who is a priestess. And she's kind of like the middle person right now. She's, she's the one taking charge of everything. She's the one who's saying, like, this is how it's done. This is how it's not done. She's um, helping fair with all the wedding planning and Fader was like good thank god i don't want to do any of it like who cares like she's just leaning on her it's totally fine and then ianthe was like oh like do you want your sisters to come and um and she's like because we we will make we will find a way for them to cross the wall and they can be at your wedding if it's important to you she's like no it's fine you know and to be fair, they left on good terms. Like Nessa was the one who told Feyre to go after Tamlin, you know? So it's, it's, she's just in this, this space to where she's just not in a good place. And she just was like, let's just get this over with. And there's so much gifting and party planning. And she's so, so sick of it that her birthday passes and she doesn't even say anything. Cause she was like, I have so many gifts already. I'm over it. I don't want any more attention than there already needs to be. And so we just keep going and every now and then she just looks at her hand and she's just like, she hasn't seen Rusan 
since the mountain, since he had tugged on the bond and then they talked for a little bit and right before winnowing out, he looked like he was struck by lightning and he like disappeared. So she hasn't seen him. She hasn't heard him. He hasn't called in the bargain at all. And she's, so she's a little nervous to see when that would happen. And um, as we get closer to the wedding, we see that Tamlin is not letting Feyre be involved in anything. And he has just completely misunderstood who she is and, and is just trying to basically treat her like she was the girl before the mountain. So the painting and like, Oh, like do this. Like, and even then she was like, let me, she wanted to be involved back then too. So like, I think there was just like a big misunderstanding of what he felt she needed as well as, you know, as she said as well, probably guilt for letting her go into the mountain and deal with those trials. So um, he keeps bringing it. Why don't you go paint? And she's like, she can't see colors anymore. She doesn't see the vision anymore. She doesn't, you know, so this is like a big theme throughout the book uh, is like her and like her being able to, to, to get into that space in order to paint. And um, yeah, the wedding comes up and she is just in this most ridiculous outfit even tamlin like laughed himself silly when he saw it um and but you know what Anthony said this is what they wear this is what you need to wear and she's walking down the aisle and she starts essentially having a panic attack and she's just like i can't do this everything leading up to that like she just it's just not working for her and she stops and and tamlin is like uh like reaches out his hand and in her head she's just like she can't do this like she's about to say no and she's like someone save me anyone like like how, what do i do like just save me help me anyone please come help me and because that's how it works rusan appears um all the guests disappear ianthi scrambles away and he's like i'm here to collect Feyre for our bargain and then hamlin's like you could do it after the wedding is over and he's like uh Feyre thinks it's already over <laughs> you know and so she looks at she's terrified she's still terrified of Rusan and um and she's like Tamlin don't let him take me like end of the day Rusan takes her he he took one look at her stupid dress and like like kind of frowned like what the hell and he takes her back to the night court and he was just like just sleep eat you know rest whatever and while she's there um he he was like the week that you're here you're gonna read and write like we're gonna teach you how to read and write and it's like silly things like resand is the most handsome person <laughs> in the world like just like silly things <laughs> like that and it just kind of shows his character and after i i just love that at the end of him like winnowing and and like she throws a slipper on his head and then they just kind of like go their separate ways and then you hear someone's a female's voice well like well that went well <laughs> you know and um and yeah and and so this is kind of how the story opens and then she goes back and is Tamlin is obviously relieved because he does really love her and he does very much so care for her. He is very relieved, but then 
like 0.3 seconds later, he's like, tell me everything. So she, she ends up having to tell him over and over and over again, everything about the night court and what she's seen because so many, so little people have come into the night court that don't belong there and actually have come out to talk about it. So he doesn't let her do anything. And he, she just continues to slip away more and more and more. And then next thing that she knows, and then he's like, he's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to be better. And, and, you know, she was like, well, t- well, Rhysance is like, we should, you know, I should train with my powers. And they were like, no. So uh, he's just stifling her. Like it, and that's all that you can see is like him not accepting who she is now. And it's just like, kind of like, you know, caging her in. And um, the next month comes by and Resand is there. She goes to put on her night court clothes and um, it's a little loose. And right when she opens the door, Rhysand makes a comment like, are y'all short on food here? Like, what the hell is her? She's literally wasting away. So she she goes with Rhysand and, you know, she's defrosting to him a little bit. But, you know, he's like, oh, you've been practicing your, your mental shield. Like, it's been really good, you know. And, and, and then she's like, stop spying on me. She's like, that's the only time I can know if you're not dead. You know, like, it's just been really quiet lately. And he was like, and then one day, I heard, I heard, I felt you, you know, like kind of like explode. And, and it goes back to the scene where, where when Feyre is telling Tamlin that, you know, she feels trapped and uh, he, he freaks, freaks out on her. She gets so scared. She, she uses her unbeknowing or controllable power to shield herself because she was so scared. She was about to be attacked, paint splatters everywhere because, he bought her paint set, idiot. And then all she could see is like red paint sliding down the wall, like blood. So that's what he was referring to. And, um, and yeah, I, it just, nothing is getting through to Tamlin that she is essentially, Rhysand could see it immediately. Like, he's like, are you short on food? Like, why are you, and she was saying like her clothes are not fitting. All she does is sleep all day because she can't get involved in anything. She can't be anywhere. And so when she comes back, she just, he was like, I promise, like, you know, he kept promising things would change. And then Lucian, bless his heart, was like, I'm going to talk to him. Uh, you know, like, just just let me talk to him. Like, we're going to let you use your powers and train. And then the tide happens. And then she goes behind his back and helps a water race. And, and so there's just a lot. They're just not eye to eye at all. They're about to go out and then, and, Fira really desperately just wants to come along. She just wants to feel involved because Rhysand was letting her feel involved over there, like, you know, and like being very open with her, telling her everything, every question she asked, he answered, you know? So it, it was, she was starting to see the difference and um, he fucking puts a protection around the house and literally locks her up. And she quote unquote freaks out and she basically summons all the power I mean, I can't even imagine if we had that, what that would look like, but like just all the power that she has within her. And um, she creates this big bubble um, and it, it, there's heat, there's darkness, there's wind. It literally melts the ring on her finger. And um, next thing you know, she's being carried away. And uh, she hears Alice saying, take care of her. So that's kind of how it opens. She obviously goes into the night court and a lot of things um, happen. Tony, you um, are new to this. <laughs> what did you think of the book? You told us a little bit already. Like, how did you feel? What are your thoughts? 
So I did not expect that from book one to book two, we're not going to like Tamlin and how he treats um, Farah. But but at the, at the same time, I'm like, I understand. Like, he, he really loves, he wants to protect her. I, I get that. But I'm like, how much is this is like miscommunication? Um, and at the same time, like, that's not your mate. Um, but I'm like, okay, just let it go. Like what he did, like locking her up, that, that's a big mistake. And I like, the fact that she melted the ring that that was yeah. written in and I'm like okay this symbolizes it's done it's like it's not it's not um for you I remember thinking to myself um is he not gonna go after her like like he's powerful enough to go after her at the night court right but at the same time I'm like okay whatever it's not I, I guess it's not their story um this is about Farah and her um, being heard and her healing and and uh, like last episode I was talking about how much is the line um, she still has a human heart gonna affect the whole story and I'm like oh, okay I, I see it like sh- there's a struggle there and and she's different I'm like I'm gonna hold on to that and I love that she's different I love that she has certain powers and she was able to like finally train and figure out and and do it with someone who's going to listen to her and not lock her up and who's also I, I guess to me Risan was curious as to how how she was going to be who what is her power and he already had certain thoughts you know and I'm like I, I'm not going to even count what he did about trying to teach you how to learn like the alphabet to read as deception i'm like that's smart and and they brought up the whole sarajay mas like leaning into um for the greater good concept and he still did it i get it like he's doing it for the people the people he he cares about his people his family so i was always kind of like trying to guess like how this book was gonna go and and i like that i'm like i don't know I don't know what's happening. I don't know where this mm-hmm. is leading to. Um, at the end of the book, I'm like, I did not see that coming, and I'm like, it's very interesting. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, I see why I've heard like this is like a very Hades Persephone, um, uh, themed book, which I love too. So there's a lot going on. All in all, I I, I loved it, and like I said Night Court is my court. I didn't even know it. Now I know, and I totally love it. I would love to live in it. Um, but yeah. And Rizan is like, he's the best. Guy listens. Yeah. <laughs> Guy listens. He doesn't like lock you up. Or he works with you um, just to figure things out. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I, I mean, I love it. Yeah. To I be mean, fair, Tamlin's. Yes. Uh, we all did. I mean, to be everyone. fair. Tamlin didn't know Valaris existed, so even if he wanted to come after Feyre, he wouldn't even know where to look. So but he could have tried. I, I we don't know if he did. I'm not that I'm on his side. I'm just saying, like he he was tearing apart the world to get to her. <laughs> um, so um, we don't know. He, but like he, no one knew about Valaris right at all. So it's not like he could even well, even if he try right because Lucian went after 
Right, right. That when when he, they were officially not in Valaris, she did. Lucian did find her. She was just like, like finally, you were my. Oh my god, I don't know why that part when he she was like, you were my friend. I was like, I was crying so much because it is hard because like yeah, like lover spats and all that stuff. But like when you you kind of hope and expect that your friend will be there for you, but. Well, you have to think, too, like, um, even more had to go get Feyre out of Tamlin's house. So, like, yeah. High Lords can't, it made it seem like High Lords can't cross borders or else they're going to go to war with each other. Yeah. So, like, um, more true. had to go in and grab out Feyre because it was, like, was everything, He even Rhysand was, like, was everything done to protocol? Because then yeah. it would give Tamlin the right to march on the night court. So, like... Yeah. Even if Tamlin wanted to, he couldn't get her. Yeah, yeah. go directly. That's, yeah. Lucian. That's why Lucian had to go. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Oh, especially after that letter too that he didn't right. listen to. I mean, if you, if, you know, it's all about perception, right? Like, if you see, if you feel that Resan kidnapped her, and um, yeah. you get this letter, you're like, he, she doesn't even know how to read or write. Like, he forced this, you know. So he just didn't know her at all. Right. And I feel like Tamlin was left in, like, even though he deserved what he got for some of it, especially with the way he treated her, I feel Mm -hmm. like there was no communication with Tamlin either. So, like, Tamlin was thinking, like, like, because he he knows Rhysand's powers. So, like, oh, she was mind warped. She was this and that. Like, it's easy to believe when no one's saying, like, no, I want to be here. What you're, you're, like, not face to face. Yeah. Explaining this to this person. So, I think Feyre... Could have did that, you know, at least for him or like had someone yeah, yeah. with her and explain the situation to him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. But um, what did you think when you first read the book or what are you thinking now that you've read it like the hundredth time? Right. <laughs> I love it. If you ask me to give you a favorite scene, I'll probably give you about 20. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. like, I okay. have so many favorites. Okay. So settle in girls. Like I feel like, okay, so I'm not going to go straight to chapter 55 or because literally everybody would be like chapter. Actually, a lot of people say chapter 54 beforehand when he like tells her everything and just lays everything about like why he chose her on out there for her. Like that will always be like a favorite, but like, I have to admit, like when he went to the, when they went to the summer court, and uh, Rhysand's like, I'm never the one that people will pick, oh. you know, like I will always be the villain and um, they will always go to like a Tamlin or uh, whatever the summer, I forget the summer. Tarquin. Tarquin. They will always be like the princes and I will. And then she's like, well, the princes are the one that lock you in the house or whatever. So I'm like, that will always be a favorite. Um, yeah. uh, oh, and then the cereal. Being like, hey, oh. by the way, this is your mate. <laughs> that, that, that fucker, every time, be dropping the tea. He, like, comes, like, oh, you want to trap me? I got hot tea, sis. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. I need a cereal in my life. Like, hello? Seriously, like, let's go trap that guy out there. I need one of those, too. I mean, <laughs> I'm taking all the good things, you know, because, of course, like, you can, you have, like, Starfall. That yeah. was just such a when they get ricocheted in the face. I mean, there's there's so many more. Like I had so many more good ones. Like, but I've like you said, Wendy, I've read this like a thousand times. Like it's literally like I know it by heart. Like there's some yeah. 
just the way they wrote this or way they you mean Sarah the way Sarah <laughs> wrote this was just genius like she the way it I just can't say enough good things about it like it will by yeah. far be the standard to any other fantasy romance I read for sure for sure and in like Starfall not only was such a beautiful thing it was it was so symbolic I'm gonna cry <laughs> But when she like painted his hands and like it, it was like the first time that she painted in, you know, and and felt something and and like all that was like so symbolic that she's like healing and this guy is and this is and it's not like it was all roses. This is like right after they had like a big argument, you know, right. and and she's like she's so uncertain about things and then they see each other and and she was just like you know what whatever i'm gonna what i'm gonna just tell him i don't know she was just like ready to to, to talk to him and he came and in and, and it just shows you that like it doesn't have to be perfect all the time and to be okay you know to have healing it doesn't it's not everybody heals differently everybody is gonna um go through situations of yeah that part was just so symbolic that like like on the tail end of an argument that like right. she she paints for the first time and like i said she's been struggling with that the entire well first half of the book yeah and they were both healing because he hasn't yeah. had starfall in like 50 years yeah. so then he gets to actually be with his family and be with her and like for the fact that she ended up smiling at him knowing that he needed that because he was always like servicing someone else so it was just yeah. like a terrible day for him so it was yeah. like healing for him too i think i think it was just and then don't get me started on those wa water rules about uh. the protector of the rainbow i mean seriously this whole book let's just say the whole book was my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think you know um obviously like you said chapter 54 but i i also liked all of the struggles that they went through, you know, it, it was just there when everything kind of clicks into place, like it, it just, you just see that it meant so much. And then like when he, and it's all about perception, right? Like right. she was so poor and struggling and, and she finally, her sister finally gifted her paint and she paints this drawer and then, and, and she was like, this is the smallest glimpse of happiness that I have in this like shit awful life that I have, that I'm, I'm the sole provider. And then when Rizan shows it and says that he saw her painting, he was like, thank God someone is safe enough and feels like it's okay to paint. I was like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> But I, I, I love also their friend group. Like you can't like all of them are so funny. And, um, and I, I, I just love Amarin. <laughs> She's such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. And I love when she's at, they're at the summer court and it's like her and I, and, and I think is a Helian. I forgot what his name was, but they, no. they, who is it? Uh, Sorry, I, I I don't know. Him, but... the v. I, I forget. <sighs> but they're like sipping wine quietly, like they're just standing, uh, leaning against pillars, and like, just it's being the quiet. prince of um the summer court. I know it's the it's, he's the prince. He's like it's just funny, but they, they're like you know you can't tell if he wants to like devour her or kill her, you know, and and like yeah, I just I love 
I love that vibe, right? And like, she's just so like, not doesn't care. But she does care because when Feyre had to go to the bone carver, she like gave her a little, you know, like, and it's just like, those gestures mean so much because Amon doesn't have to care, you know? So right. oh, I love that. I love all of that. And then, um, but yeah. Bone carver and then the wedding uh, ring. I mean, I, just everything, <laughs> like everything yeah. in this book. We could talk about it for hours. I'm not even playing. For sure. For sure. Um, what to you was a kind of like, like, minus the whole fucking first half but like um what was like kind of like the hard part that you saw like our characters kind of go through i would say like the hardest part was sorry sorry tony did you want to go first i feel like i'm just- <laughs> no no go ahead go ahead don't worry um i think the hardest part is her going into the uh, the night court and trying to act out not playing on their feelings like them being like, oh, we have to, pre-, like, they're trying to pretend, but they're not really pretending. We all know, no. like, they're all no. feeling it. But it was, like, yeah. so awkward because they're trying to deny it for each other. And, like, they're just denying themselves. I don't know. I don't know how to word that so well. But, like, yeah, it just was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tony? I don't know. <laughs> so there, there's many, and I'm like... At the end, when everyone was at Highburns, and then when she saw her sisters there, no. and what they went through, I'm like, no, he isn't. Like, I did not, again, something horrible happens. I mean, it turns out different. I'm like, that's not what she wants to see. She's already had so much trauma. Like, And then you do it to the two person to other people um, who can't defend themselves, um, who tried their hardest to um, go through something traumatic like that. And, yeah. and it's, it's not something they wanted, you know, for themselves. Um, and then she had to see it, see all of that happen. And then she had to make another hard decision. Um, but, Oof. but I guess I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the third book is about. So I guess it's gonna, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, like it's, it's true. Gonna, um, help with the future books. So, um, yeah, 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 all of that, that whole, that whole experience, and then having to pretend. Yeah, I, I don't know for a long time. Yeah, I don't know why, but when you mentioned that scene, all I could think of is Hyrule being like, "All right, who's next? Who wants to find themselves their own lord, or like be mated to their own lord?" You know, and I'm just like, I was like, "This asshole!" I swear to God, <laughs> the king <laughs> of Hyrule. Yeah, yeah, that's what they they say, right? Like, fays are like tricksters, and they kind of like you know. So it's just it's just it's just kind of crazy, but yeah, that part was really hard and like we stand saying like his heart like he felt it breaking i was like <laughs> my poor baby but like um i think my my cringy part is also one of my favorites as well as nesta and cassian <laughs> but but um along with that is when cassian um like his wings were shredded and everything and he heard Nesta crying. He was like trying <laughs> to go towards her. I was like, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Cassian. <laughs> and I think yeah, that so. might be book three. No, it was during the when when um she was about to get into the cauldron. 
Oh, that's right. He was okay, like, never he mind. was like reaching. <laughs> yeah, was, like, yeah. Reaching okay, I'm thinking it. of something else. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. No spoilers. And, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I just love, you know, and and I'm a sucker for enemies to lovers, so I'm here for that. Like, you know, so, but I just like how helpless the picture that Sarah J. Moss painted, right? That. Cassian made this promise to Nesta and Elaine that nothing will happen and he stood by their side and he will protect them and here he is absolutely defenseless and helpless while they're going through this so uh, my heart hurt for them during that time but there's just so many parts where it's just like when you look back at it you're like oh but like it all like fits into the story like so 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 well so it's interesting to hear like tony like fresh eyes fresh perspective on (laughs) on on what you you thought but yeah that part was very hard and very you know and tamlin made a deal with the devil literally you know and and then when he was like this isn't this is a part of the bargain. And then we find out about Ianthe and like, oh, she's such a. Oh, Ianthe yeah. needs to go down. She needs to go down. Like, I, <laughs> yes, ugh. seriously. Well, we we saw earlier in the book that Lucian, like, she, she gives Lucian the heebie jeebies. Like, and then, and then we go into Resan's head later and we find out what she tried with Resan. And then now we find out that she's the reason that why her sisters are with in this situation in the first place so yeah and poor farah and and resan had to break their bond oh that that scene was rough like terry have you heard that have you heard no that not break audio? the bond break the bargain big yeah big difference i have i heard the graphic audio and i've heard the regular audio yeah the graphic audio is crazy like the actors are so good don't look so up good. the voice don't look up the voice actors that was <laughs> I won't. I keep the. I'll keep them. I'll keep the resand image in my head. Yeah, I because uh, you know I we've been looking we've been looking at fan art for so long, and then I was just just very curious, and I was like, oh, curiosity killed the cat. I actually went to go. <laughs> I, I went to go look up Amron because I love the voice of Amron, and then I just went down this rabbit hole that I I. I didn't I didn't mean to and I was like oh shucks but it's okay he has a very great voice um and it there's nothing wrong with this guy it's just that I was it's not a resand though (laughs) it's It's not not a resand the fan art that I've been seeing okay that's that's what it is there's nothing wrong with this guy it's just you know it's not like a six foot ten you know (laughs) right Six foot four, beautiful Elysian wing. Violet yeah. eyes. Yeah. What do you mean you don't have same. wings? <laughs> so, um, so Tony, you haven't read the next book, Avi. What are you expecting or what do you want to see for the next book? I guess the most natural thing or one of the most natural things is what happens to the sister, um, what's happening in spring court, what is she going to do? I want to know if they're going to try and communicate because they can. They'll, I'm wondering if they should be able to communicate with her other hand with that mm. with that bond. There's a lot to look forward to, but I'm just, I'm going to be totally open to what happens because yeah. book one, book two, like I did not expect certain <laughs> things to happen. And I like that because it's one of those things where um, psychologically, and I was just reading something too. They said that to be, to be like, 
or I think it's more to be persuasive. You put the the bad stuff first, and then you end it really well. And that's what she does. She ends it very well, and she ended this book really strong. So I'm gonna expect things in the beginning that I do not like. Um, probably Tamlin treating her very badly again, and she's just gonna have to like like you know she's already cringing just pretending and um she's trying to like run away from lucian's eyes his watchful oh. eyes and stuff but, um, <laughs> his robotic eye i'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, just looking forward to um all the unexpected things i didn't think was gonna happen at all i don't even know what if it's gonna be a different court if it's like who's gonna get involved i'm assuming what because they did summer wrong that it's gonna be summer for it um but whatever i'll just take whatever whatever comes it doesn't really matter to me i just want to know i just want another book oh i just want another yeah. story the next story that's um, how we feel with the rest of the series <laughs> i know i she's yeah she it when she moved down to crescent city i was like no <laughs> <laughs> but um Something about this one that I really appreciate is how they left the epilogue because the epilogue kind of tells you just to let you know, now we have someone in our enemy court that's with us. So it's like, okay, well, you know, kind of where Feyre is going because, you know, she just did the sacrifice to get them out of there. Like they even said that in the epilogue. So I was like, that's real cool. Yeah. And you know, what I really like, too, is kind of like what, what Tony touched on earlier. It's just kind of like sometimes, like, it's just not meant to be, right? You're in one situation, and it was good for that time and who right. you were at that time. We evolve and we change all the time. But we we, we look at it to where she was like, um, you know, like, oh, am I going to be, like, what do, what do I, am I going to be high lady? And Tam was like, <laughs> There's no such thing, you know, like, and, and, you yes, know, and then she, go, she goes into this new situation and sure there is no such thing, but, but he, the way that he says it, he's like, she's my equal in every single way. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's, it's just crazy. And then I was it was it Anna? She's like, so you're telling me my high lady, right. like she doesn't even flinch. Like, I, I yeah, just, oh, I loved it, and that's that's literally why I went to go look up the voices because I was like, oh, I love Amarin so much, and they always like draw her like this kind of like Asian looking with like short bobbing hair. So that's what I went to go look at. So they're just voices. I get it. I get it. And I'm just so we're just so used to Disney, right? Like the the characters oh, yeah. are like the voices, <laughs> like the voices. Like you're gonna mimic yeah. your voice. Yeah. yeah, and I I like how Amarin called it like that. Like, yeah. how could you let her do this? Like, yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't. She's just. She's the high lady, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah but I like I just, that recent. Like he he laid it out. Like this is what she is now, and yeah. he he's allowing her to be helpful, and that's what she wants to be. Yeah, to the courts yeah. involved, involved. Yeah, involved and helpful, and someone to trust her decisions, mm-hmm. and that's what she didn't she didn't get from Tamlin because every time it was like a lot of scolding after she did something, you know? And, and so it's just kind of like just someone that, that trusts that she's making the right decision and being even allowed to make her own decisions, her own calls. And, and, you know, and, and all that part, I think another cringy part for me was like, when he was like, I am not him. 
I will never lo- stop comparing us. Like I was just like, oh, and that's hard. That's so hard not to do, right? No matter right. what situation you're in, if you're in, you see a flicker, a little ember of light that looks that feels the same, you're automatically going to compare the two situations. That's just once again human nature. So, right. and yeah, and I. I don't know why I felt that when she kept saying traitor, I just kept hearing Olivia Rodrigo's song. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor. I was like, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> right. And it's so funny, too, because there was uh, a meme out there of like this drowned wet cat, you know? Yeah. And uh, Lucian is like, you're my mate. <laughs> and then Elaine's like all wet and like, <laughs> just coming out and call. She does not want to hear that. Like, she's just like, yeah. you just brought me to Highburn, got me in this cauldron, yeah. and now you're like, oh, you're my mate. And she's just like, no, <laughs> we're done Go here. Away. We're done here. Yeah. Yeah. And Nesta, thank her. She's just like, she's like, go, doctor. <laughs> like, right. She's just, oh, but yeah, like, no one wants to hear that, my guy. Like, like she's been through, she's been kidnapped. She's been dragged right. through the night. And she's been forced in the cauldron, coming out wet, naked, essentially. And like, he's like, oh my God, you're my mate. Yeah, that would probably be a cringeworthy moment right there. Like, <laughs> but that just, honestly, that just shows how much Lucian just cannot pick up social cues. Like, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't right. get it. He means so well. Like, he, you know, before he even knew she was, he was the one who ran over there, put his coat on her. Like he, like he just so kind, means so well, so dumb, so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tries, you know, like, but here's the he thing though. Up. There's even a, one time where she, I think this might've been in book one or something where she was like facing off against the bog and he waited a half second and you're like, yeah, I waited a half second, but now I'm here. You know what I mean? Like you could tell like Lucian definitely doesn't not only doesn't have those social cues, but like he's not sure like yeah. exactly where he's going to go. So, yeah. And, and it's hard for him too because he's so loyal to Tamlin. He's so thankful for the things that Tamlin has done for him. He's just so loyal. And that's where it's conflicting because he knows and he can see Tamlin's not doing things right. But right. he's just so loyal to him that he, you know, so you almost have to respect that, but so dumb. So, so dumb. Oh, you're my mate. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but um, we are going to come back one more time for the pot tell, and then they have a game for you ladies. Okay. Welcome back to our Pottel Pondering. What are we drinking? So I found a cocktail called Dark Knight Cocktail. Serious? <laughs> it's a really yes. nice court. Um, something that I've never tried before. When I say that, it's because they have like um, finely ground peppercorns on like the rim of the glass. So, and and this has um, hibiscus tea. Um, has hibiscus tea, simple syrup, bourbon or whiskey. I use bourbon for this one and then um, orange juice and, and some ice. And it was really nice. And I think what I really liked was like the the pepper 
on the rim because when you're drinking it, your lips get like this tingly sensation. So I'm like, okay, you, you're getting heat and spice and and sweetness, all this different like tastes. And I'm like, I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I it's it's a mixture of really good weird things and they were like okay it's kind of like how i feel about the book a mixture of really good weird things happening <laughs> but yeah that's what we're having dark night cocktail oh sounds delicious sounds spicy it is it's just the pepper <laughs> that makes it spice and then you still get the smoke from the the whiskey or the bourbon that you're using um love or but love yeah. Awesome. So um, we are going to do a what we used to do, which is who'd you rather? And we're just going to kind of go through the list of every, all the players that are in right now, I guess, or that we've met. And, and yeah, so once you choose them, Carrie, the one that you did not choose is gone. There are no longer ever in the picture so we're gonna start off we're gonna kind of go in chronological order i don't know maybe not but we're gonna start <laughs> off easy aka hard okay. um tamlin or lucian um <laughs> that's already hard <laughs> <laughs> like but one time i'm gonna go tamlin <laughs> and there's a reason for it what's your reason I can't say because it's like major okay. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but there is reasoning behind it as soon as you get past book three. Yeah. I would probably choose Tamlin too. I okay. think there's something, the fact that there there must be something more like that mm -hmm. I'm missing. Like she's not, I think Sergei Moss is not going to do me dirty and be like, this good guy turned out to be bad is not going to redeem himself. I'm looking for the redemption. I think fair. Um, yeah. Fair. Um, okay, so for both of you guys, Tamlin or Azriel. Wait, sorry, I lied, I lied, I lied. Tamlin <laughs> or Tark or Tarquin. Um I'll take Tarquin. Um I don't know. Okay, I'm just good. I'll go the other way. Tamlin. Okay. Okay, so whoever you chose or Azriel. Azriel. Azrael. <laughs> okay. I want Azrael wings to hug me. I want any okay. wings to hug me at this point. <laughs> okay, Azrael or Cassian? Azrael. <laughs> Azrael. He's mysterious, no? Yeah. Fair. Something in that quietness of his. And then only because you guys don't. Tony doesn't really know everyone else, so Azriel or Resand. This is gonna be a shocker, but it's gonna be Azriel. Resand. <laughs> She's gushing it. <laughs> She's like, Carrie, do you know something I don't? <laughs> probably. Probably do, but in, uh, but it's okay. I love what he did for his people. Like one of the things about this book that I really like and it's uh, a commonality. Is that even a word? It is the commonality. Is that I don't even know if it's the correct word. Um, <laughs> the commonality that um, Feyre and Rhysan has that I I think that they have is they they've sacrificed for people that they cared for. 
and that's I understand that in my in my real life too. So I'm like, um, that's why I'm always gonna kind of gravitate to him because I don't know yet. I don't know what Azriel has done. I don't know what Cassian has done. So um, right. that's true. But this is true. We we fully know what he's done for his people in this book, and I love that a lot. I, I get it. I get the sacrifice. There's certain things you never want to do, but it's for the good of the people. A lot of people pick Resand, so I'm I'm one of the few that picked Az. Yeah, but we'll see. Like I said, there's something mysterious about that guy. <laughs> I think I think I would have a. Crush? <laughs> no, I would have a crush on like just like like the overall kind of like thing. Right. I would have a crush on Reesan, and I would end up Lucian. Like, like that's my life. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> the awkward guy. And that's the thing. There's a lot of characters we just don't know about yet. So it makes it really tough to like know exactly who would pick. Yeah. Very, very true. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, with us too, Tony, like, um, I don't want to spoil like the, the series, like, or what, what books cover what, but like, there's still a lot unknown at the end of court and silver flames. Like there is, there's just, there's just a lot so um thank you thank you carrie for coming on with us thanks um, for having we'll, me thank you we um i would love to have you back for a court of silver <laughs> flames um sure <laughs> that book like snatched my soul like it was just i cried I I cried. Yes. I, I'm not a baby, but I cried with that one. I cried. There's a couple of hers that I was just like full on tears. Oh, and a, a court of, or the court of seat wings and ruin cried on that yeah. one. Yeah. No, I, I am a baby. So just imagine <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very much so amplified, but, um, Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, we got to get you on for a Bridgerton episode too. That'd be um, awesome. So that we can talk about like what we think once like we get any kind of thing. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, for those of you that are following along with us, we are going to um, a court of wings and ruin next. Spoiler alert, it spells out war. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're super excited. I'm excited for Tony to to read it and cry with us. Emma, is it a tearjerker? I, you know what, you're, you get emotional at very different parts than I do. Um, so we'll see, but we, we will, this will be the leading question into the next episode. Did you cry? <laughs> I did. I cried. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a guarantee then. Yeah. <laughs> tears <Okay>. were shed. <laughs> yes. Lots. Oh lots no. I'm like, my mind's rolling. I'm like, who's going to die? <laughs> Who indeed. Um, How but, many are going to die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that's like the, the thing about fantasy, right? Like you can go any way, which way in, and it's acceptable. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, thank you guys. We will be back next week with a court of.
wings and ruin. <laughs> I was like, a core of war, which is essentially what it is, but a core of wings and ruin. Um, as always, Lit Wall Flowers podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media backslash podcast. And yeah, we love you guys. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you again. We'll yes, have you on you, again Carrie. in a couple weeks. And Yay. yeah, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.